This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner. Joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? I'm good, Steve, and I gotta be honest, I'm just relieved and happy to see Trent Fontanella here in one piece. Uh, I received, you know, a, a pretty sincere text message from from Trent's girlfriend this weekend, um, pleading with me that he make it through this bachelor party in one piece and that we respected the rules of gentle Trentle. Um, and I don't know how much I contributed to Trent getting back in one piece, but the good news is he's back in one piece. So I feel like, you know, if there's one person in the world I don't want to disappoint. It's, it's, you know, Trent's girlfriend. So I feel like I, I somehow did my job. And as always at the house of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella, Trent, I know you've been doing better, but relatively speaking, how you doing? I mean, as you heard Michael say, I'm doing as good as I could ask for right now. I couldn't believe it when when Megan, I or Michael actually told me that Megan had texted him to say someone needs to be responsible, make sure that Trent doesn't get hurt. It, it blew my mind that Mike could be considered anywhere near the top of the group for responsibility. Now, the most responsible person was the bachelor himself, so it couldn't be him. But in the end, I do think it worked out well because Mike, I would actually say, is the most likely to roughhouse a little bit. I mean, I believe Mike walked away more injured from the weekend, weekend's injuries than I did. So by sending the text to, to Mike, it did probably prevent him from getting a little rough with, uh, with me and my leg. Uh, so everything worked out. Everything worked out good. So, yes, I am good. I am just as hurt as I was last week, but not any more injured, which is all I could ask for. Steve, you, you should have seen this guy. We... We played like a, a massive wolf ball game and Trent was just in his element. He was sitting in this big lawn chair, just had a couple drinks next to him. It was just the designated pitcher for just two hours straight. Pitcher? Not moving. Yeah, just not moving, sitting in a chair, pitching from the chair, you know, playing first base, you know, the, the moundies role. I mean, it, it was just a, a sight to be seen. I loved it. That I actually sounds great. It. Yeah, it was. I just, everyone got the ball to me. Like if the ball was more than three feet away, my crutch couldn't reach it. And then someone just had to come and get the ball to me. My arm was getting a little sore. I was just, you know, playing with new pitches out there. At one point, I don't even remember who it was. They hit a line drive and my feet are kind of stretched out in this little lawn chair and it bounced off my boot and went up in the air and somebody caught it. It was amazing. It would have been on the sports center top 10 plays. So I was totally in my element having a grand old time sitting in the sun pitching with a ball. Sounds good. You know, good, glad, glad to hear uh, you were able to, to have a good time despite having uh, one ankle, one non-smashed ankle. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited to get into this, to this, uh, to this episode. I will say just kind of up front, um, we are going to get back on our interview grind a little bit. We are going to have guests on and just, just to kind of give a little bit of a heads up. So like we're, we're going to, we're going to have guests on, but I think in general, we're going to be a little bit more selective about who we have on. Um, I think that we have fun, just the three of us, and we've gotten a lot of comments the past couple of weeks that, you know, people like hearing from us. You know, I think they, 
in general, everybody likes having the guests on, but we're going to try to mix in more episodes of just the three of us. And I know we took a little bit of a, a break during the trials just because all the athletes were focused on running and, you know, they didn't want to, they didn't want to be bothered with coming on a podcast. We had some, we were having fun with it. So we kept it going, but we're going to get back into the regular swing of things a little bit after this episode, but we got one more episode, just the boys. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think it's been fun. And frankly, there's been a lot to talk about, right? Like there's been a ton of news. We've had some scandals. We've had a ton of results. So our episodes without an interview, we're still like an hour and 20 minutes long. So I don't know if we could afford it to have interviews this week. And I'm just not sure how, like, like you said, going into the trials, how likely people would have been to come on. And then afterwards, people are trying to take a break, right? Like we didn't want to be knocking down people's doors, trying to like get on here. So yeah, I think this is the perfect time to take a, a month or two to just kind of just riff and, and chat it up. And, you know, it was a nice change of pace. The other thing is the friends of the program list is getting pretty lengthy at this point. We need people to root against too, right? We're watching yeah, Olympic trials. Yeah. We can't be rooting for everybody out there. And I'm sorry, if you haven't been on the pod, I'm probably going to root against you because we know so many people that have been on the pod that we're rooting for. So this gives us a nice little balance of people to root against. Yeah. So just kind of want to throw that out there. I know we've gotten a, we've gotten a lot of comments, people enjoying the episodes, people at when we're asking when we're going to get back to the interview. So I just wanted to give a little update on that. Um, before we get into the news, I did want to start off the episode because I, I think towards the end of last episode, it got a little contentious and we were going back and forth about this whole Usain Bolt thing. Um, did you guys happen to watch the 800 meter this afternoon? It was this afternoon? I totally forgot about it. Oh, I, I it was this, this afternoon. afternoon. We may it need to was, take a break here and catch ourselves up. All right, I'm going to send you. I So <laughs> I think it was on YouTube or whatever, but they like, they purposely didn't show the whole thing so you couldn't see the time. But boys, this was 100% a commercial for CarMax. So the whole thing, there was a lady sitting on the track on, like on a couch and it was like could she buy a car before Usain Bolt ran oh, 800 man. meters and I mean he's, he's he's out there jogging he was probably I think so I because I couldn't I couldn't see the beginning of the race so I timed his second lap and I think he ran a second lap and uh he ran like a minute 35 it was it was yeah, really I, slow. He's out there jogging. So anybody who thought that he was actually going to spike up and race 800 meters, that was the dumbest take of all time. I'm looking at his his unofficial time at 2 minutes and 40 seconds. That's what I'm Not a at. chance. Not a chance. I'm, I mean, that's not I, got a I got that's it up not right that, now. Not that fast, but no, it's because not 240. I got it up. I'm watching him. Right, it's that's what that's what everybody's. It's not too far. Yeah, so I have the I'll, I'll have the video right here. I'll send it to you, Mike. We don't we don't need to watch. Oh, this. I'm, I'm I just started watching it here. We I just started watching. Oh, uh, didn't even put anybody else on the track with him. Like they couldn't no, have. Mike, because it was. I told you, there's not a chance. Usain Bolt is racing 800 meters. But not we knew a that. Chance. No, no, we didn't know that because only Steve knew that. But we knew it was like a commercial for a thing. I said that on last pod. It's some commercial thing for some car company or whatever. I didn't know exactly what it was. I still thought he'd run the race. 
but I guess you had to ensure that the person buying the car wins over Usain. So he probably is Trent, exactly. Trent, my whole car. point of what I was trying to say is he doesn't sign up if he actually has to run a fast 800 meters. Yeah. I mean, it. just watching him, though, in this, how much faster do you think he can go? Oh, like, he's faking it. This is like us when we had to pretend to be hurting for the, <laughs> for the P2E mileage challenge. I don't know. I don't know. He's looking looking all out of shape. He's looking like he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe he's, looking, he's pushing it. He's looking like the former fastest man in the world that is getting paid a ton of money to do this, but never going to train for an athletic event as long as he lives. That was the whole point of what I was trying to say is like, yes, CarMax is paying him a ton of money to get on the track and and do the stupid thing but he's you know he's 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 not signing up if he has to like actually train for it and actually race 800 meters and how, how much you know what? how much money do you think he actually made i think he probably he probably walked away with a with a with a you know couple hundred thousand dollars yeah that makes sense this, this is sucks. the most this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen <laughs> this is so stupid any and he, and he the lady celebrating at the end. <laughs> he absolutely one hundred percent did not run two forty one. There's not a chance in hell he ran two forty one. They purposely cut off the beginning of the race so you so nobody knows his time. Yeah, and and there's no way that you could uh, have him beat the the car, the Carmax lady, obviously, right? Because then that that defeats the whole purpose of the. And the whole right, and you gotta listen, you gotta listen to the commentary, and they're like, Oh, he's saving it for the last 200 meters. That's what he does. He runs the turns better than anybody in history. It's so pathetic. It is just that was I, that was one of the worst things I've ever laid eyes on. That was terrible. I apologize <laughs> for being excited about it. That was insufferable. You know what sucks is you if you look up Usain Bolt 800, all the news articles are from at least five days ago about the like lead into it and when there was real hype for it nobody is like wasting a, a second writing an article about this at this point it's such like a like every news article is excited about it or news website is just thoroughly let down by this whole shenanigan hey you know what congratulations to carmax in poking a uh, hot button topic that's seriously gonna people, that's gonna get Very people true. talking so very they, true. They have somebody on the marketing team that's like a let's run nerd that knew yeah. that like people love that idea of Usain Bolt running 800. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's kick off the running news. All right. So there was a lot of random um, results and events and stuff that went on. I don't want to dig too much into results this week because I think there's just a lot of tuning up for the Olympics going on. Uh, but I do want to talk about the race in Monaco this past weekend, the uh, the steeplechase that went down. Did you guys you guys get a chance to watch this race? Oh, I did. Yeah, brutal. So, now this happens occasionally where you know stuff gets screwed up, but I just feel I don't know if we've ever actually like broken down a, a, a race quite like this, but. Essentially, with 800 meters to go, uh, guys winning by a substantial amount. They ring the bell. He makes a move. He pushes that last lap, thinking that he only has one lap to go. And then as he's powering down the home stretch, the bell starts ringing again, and he realizes that he has one more to go. 
as soon as he gets over the first hurdle after the he realizes he has to do another lap, he just like is so completely dejected and just like falls apart. It's just getting passed left and right. The guy can barely move anymore. I mean, he got completely screwed. I mean, this guy needs – who's ever operating that bell needs to be fired on the spot. Pull them off the track. Don't even get a chance to make up for it and run. You, you need to go – you need to be put in jail. That's, that's Mike, I was – you just you took the words out of my mouth. You, were gonna, you said fired. I was going to argue for jail time. This is inexcusable to ring the bell a lap early. And, and you know what? If the bell gets rung a lap early, that's how far, that's how far the race is now. The race needs to end a lap early if that. the bell gets rung a, a lap early. Like, you can't do this. I mean, who's paying it? I mean, if you're, if you're in the race and, you hear, and you're leading the race, you hear that bell lap, you'll pour everything you got into that last lap. And when you cross that finish line, it's over. It's over. If you have to then race another 400 meters, that is, that's got to be the most brutal feeling in the world. And you saw him. He was just like jogging. He's just like, are you kidding me? I can't believe I have to do this. What the hell just happened to me? I just got royally screwed up here. Especially I, in the steeplechase. Yes. Yeah. And, and the steeplechase, that's one, I would argue that's one of the harder events to be able to count the laps because you're going over barriers. You're going over the water pits. It's you know kind of a little bit of an obscure distance you know, to, to, to start with. So like, that's probably the worst event for this to happen. in. I actually was impressed by the fact that he did finish the race. Uh, I know he wasn't, you know, at a full speed anymore and it was closer to a jog, but the guy still like went over all the, the hurdles there. He still went over the water pit. Like he, he finished the, the damn race, which was very impressive to me. Um, and it made me love it so much that that guy is like not worried about his splits, about his total time, his pace that he doesn't even like, like he's thrown off by that that bell, right? That's when I know a guy is like truly out there competing and racing. Because some of the guys that were behind him knew pretty quickly, and it was very obvious to them that it was the wrong uh, the wrong lap to ring the bell at. Um, shout out to the guy that came in second. Uh, I think his name is Lameka Gurma, because he was like he looked confused. He was like, "That can't be right, but maybe it's right." Because he was going with the guy in first, Keegan. Uh, but he actually had enough to kind of hold it on there. And then he blew by Keegan, you know, right after the, the, the real bell app and finished. So I was very impressed with that guy as well for being able to kind of cover the move on the second, the penultimate lap, and then still have enough in the gas that last lap. Whoa. Penultimate. You like that? Look at that. Or new adjective. Oh, that's unbelievable. So the other thing too, is like as a spectator, when you're watching this go down and the commentators are explaining to you what's happened, like, you know well in advance, way before this guy realizes that he has to do another lap. So it's like the slow death. We're sitting there just like, this guy has no idea what's about <laughs> to happen to him. He has no, and it's like, you're screaming through your television, be like, slow down, you got another one. It's, it's, it's just brutal to watch. Steve, I actually love your idea where I, a bell up guy screws up. Like that should be a rule in, in track where it's not, you know, you, you go up there for a distance, but at the end of the day, the the rule is whenever the bell lap, lap is rung, that's the that's the last lap. And if someone screws up, if they do it on purpose, whatever, doesn't matter. That bell is the most thing, most important thing determining the race. It's like that's it. And then we should have an event where they go out there and they don't know when the bell app is coming. <laughs> well, I was just, just gonna say, Sam Sam Parsons had a tweet where he was just like. Just throwing it out there. There's one event 
where it's it's somewhere from 800 meters to 5k and you never know when the bell's gonna come. i love that i love and it's kind of so like if, if you think about it it would be kind of run like a reverse elimination mile where instead of instead of like fighting for that lap you're kind of almost fighting for a position on the back end right so you kind of like slow down going into it and then you're fighting for a position getting into that into that 400 meter mark and then you're just like is it going to be this lap is it going to be this lap and then you just gotta you know there's a there's an immediate slowdown kind of jog as you kind of go into the next lap i, I love it oh did you guys ever do that workout where your coach or someone will blow a whistle or just yell oh, yeah. or something and you're doing oh, like yeah. tempo whistle, pace whistle. and you don't know whistle how long workout. you got a tempo pace for yep the whistle workout electric all righty so let's move on to the next topic here. This one, I mean, this is what it's all about. This is peak too early at its crux. So we are now at the point where we are close enough to the Olympics that they are starting to release gambling lines. They're not all out. And as far as I can tell, there's only one distance event that has any kind of line on it yet. Um, where do we want to start guys? Do we want to go through the other events or do we want to go right into the, the one distance event? Let, let's here. Let's do this, Mike. Let's, let's save the dis. Let's save the distance. Okay. event for last. Let's go through some of these other ones. Cause I got a lot of takes, but I just want to start off by saying this guys, we have been fighting for this for over two and a half years. Yeah. This is and it. it is happening. We are looking at real legitimate lines that we can place a bet on, on track and field. How cool is this? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is is like, a dream come true. Waiting for what we've been waiting for. No, it's not what we've been waiting for. It's what we've been fighting for, Mike. I would like to think. I would like to think that this podcast has had a role in bringing this to fruition. Uh, I'm I'm all in on that. Yeah, I feel like someone had to normalize it, and you know, now you see other platforms trying to take advantage of of it coming up. But you know, we've been talking about this for two years. Oh yeah, so. we built a podcast on it. We, like built this <laughs> this whole podcast pretty much. It was on this and like drinking beer at and watching track. All right, so the first event here we get the men's one hundred meter, and let's see. Of uh, USA has five of the top, or sorry, three of the top five best odds. So you have uh, Trayvon Brumell at plus one sixty. You got Ronnie Baker at plus 350. He's the number two. And then number five, we got Fred Curley at plus 800. Um, so you got to feel pretty good no matter where you're putting your money, if you're putting your money on U.S. So I got, I got Akani Simbine from Russia at plus 550. Plus 550, yep, that's the number three spot. And then Canada's got Andre de Grasse at plus 700. So I, I think I'll just start off by talking. I think as we go through this, uh, I've kind of looked at some of these lines, and you're going to hear a lot of chalk from me. And, and for those of you who don't know, I, I do think that there was some, some, uh, some questions about because we refer to chalk a lot. And chalk, when you say chalk, it's just the favorite. It's the expected picks, right? So you're going to hear a lot of chalk from us. And I think that this is, this is one event where at plus 160, I think you absolutely have to bet on the favorite Trayvon Bromel. Now, so what I'm going to do betting on this, I am going to, I will put plan to put a significant bet on Trayvon Bromel. Maybe, 
maybe somewhere in the range of three to five units because I'm not confident that he's going to win the gold here. But what I'm also going to do is I'm going to throw maybe one unit, one and a half units on Ronnie Baker because the 100 meters is also, it's also a situation where you get a false start. You can get really easily DQ'd from that. Um, and it's just, it's such a bang, bang event where crazier stuff has happened. So I'm going big on Trayvon Bromel here. I'm tossing one and a half, one to one and a half units on Ronnie Baker, just as a backup, um, to, you know, try to win that money back in case there's a false start. Yeah. You sound like, sound like we're giving out some real gambling advice. Like this is not Trent, just a couple of guys. Trent, did you hear me? Did you hear me? I've been waiting for this for two and a half years. I've been ready to have this conversation my entire adult life. I'm just saying, like, that that enthusiasm didn't even necessarily come today. This was like the, I don't know who these guys' names are, I forget, but you call in. Remember back in the day, you'd call in to, you'd pay for a subscription service, and you'd call in, they'd give you the picks. That is, like, what you sound like. Very professional, <laughs> very well-researched. I love it. My first reaction when I see these lines, though, is, like, where is Christian Coleman? We would have, like, a legit chance at the sweep here, right? Because we'd have the top three odds that Edwin in it. So that's a little bit of heartbreaking. But – it's still great to see the three USA guys there. And I mean, that, that is a realistic chance at the sweep. I mean, I don't have anything more insightful than Steve just said, but if you can get somebody like Rommel that you believe in as a solid favorite at plus 160, I mean, how many guys realistically have a chance to win this race? I don't know, probably four or five max looking at these odds. So to get a favorite at plus 160, it's hard to pass that up. Yeah, Trent, and- I, might, I might lock this in as soon as I can because I promise you, I promise you the closer we get to the Olympics, so the closer we get to this event, the uh, the closer that that plus 160 gets to plus 100 or maybe in the the plus, you know, the, the minus 150 range. Like that that line is absolutely coming down as we get closer to this event. And and we should you explain the chalk there. We should explain the plus 160 for for new listeners or people who haven't heard us talk about it before. So that means you put down 100 bucks you'd win back 160 plus your initial $100. So you'd walk away with 260. So that plus is means you're getting some really good positive value on that bet. And a minus, so say I mentioned minus 150, you need to bet 150 to win 100. So the odds are in the opposite. So it's it, it, you know, it's a little bit more it's it, you have to pay more money to win less where if it's plus money it means you have to bet less money to win more money. Yeah, so Steve, I had a, a similar thought process to you where the 100 is like generally, usually goes pretty chalky. Um, but you brought up the, the false start, which was something that I hadn't, stupidly hadn't really considered, right? That does kind of tempt you a little bit into, yeah, trying to maybe go a little bit more underdoggy than I normally would have. Um, so I think your strategy is probably the right one. Um, let's go to another one. Uh, this is the men's pole vault. And we got Duplantis, Mondo Duplantis at minus 650. The next closest guy is Sam Kendricks from the U.S. at plus 1,000. You could also bet on that. Will Duplantis win the gold? Yes or no. And yes is minus 670. No is plus 375. What are we thinking here? This is, uh, this is whoever at DraftKings uh, doesn't have these bets totally consistent or somebody was sleeping on at the job a little bit. 
so if you're making that bet on Duplantis, make sure you bet the one or you can pick everyone from the field and not just if he's going to win gold or not. For sure. Get better odds. But, For sure. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I'm split on this one, right? Part of me says this is where you just put – a shit ton of money on Duplantis knowing it's easy money. It's like, it's like a savings account that has like a 1%, you know, interest on it. It's just a guarantee to get there, but you don't actually do that. Cause that's ridiculous. Mike and I and Steve against his own will have done bets like this before. And eventually <laughs> you're going to run out of luck and it's not a good way to actually make money. Um, so what you do here is you hope that Duplantis gets injured or something. Not that we're voting for Duplantis to get injured, but in case he gets injured, or something like that. You got a little money on Kendricks for a big payday. Yeah. So, so uh, just to kind of be clear for people that that aren't too familiar with the with the gambling odds yet, minus six fifty means that you have to bet six hundred and fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars, or bet sixty five dollars to win one dollar. This to me, ten dollars. I'm sorry, ten dollars to sixty five dollars to win ten dollars. Um, to me. This minus six fifty, it's the juice is not worth the squeeze. There, it is. It is not worth it at those odds. I was hoping we'd get Duplantis somewhere around like minus three fifty, minus four hundred. You're getting over five hundred. It's just not worth it. So what I'm doing is I'm putting that bet on Sam Kendricks. I'm putting one unit on Sam, hoping that you know Duplantis goes out partying a little. Well, he can't. I mean, they're they're gonna be locked down or maybe you know you know how his like uh his polls he couldn't get his polls to that to that diamond league event or something like that maybe something happens he doesn't get his polls uh you know he sleeps in or whatever uh you know so i'm 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 avoiding the uh the the minus 160 i'm going all sam kendricks i might even talk ah, i'm not even going to toss any more on on uh on any of the other options just going straight sam kendricks just a little bit small little sprinkle bet on Sam Kendricks at plus a thousand. So, it, so Sam, if Sam Kendricks happens to win, you bet a hundred dollars. You turn that into a thousand dollars on Sam Kendricks to win. You know that's the type of bets I like. Yeah, it, I would be going Kendricks there too. Maybe for a slightly different reason. I just love Sam Kendricks. I think he's a badass. I you know representing USA, so I want to be rooting for him out there. And I, I think he's. I think he's damn good. It it would take a miracle. There's a reason Duplantis is minus 650 is because he is going to win this event. Trump brought up an injury that seems like the only logical thing that could happen because this guy's on top of the world. But with that said, if there's anybody who's going to take him down, it is Sam Kendricks. That guy's a monster. He's a badass, and he's representing the USA. So have a little fun. Get a little risky with Sam Kendricks. Now, here's a bet where I don't want to get risky. Here's a bet where I'm probably going to look at the minus odds a little bit here because I feel that good about it. Even without Christian Coleman on the team, will Team USA win the gold medal in the 4x100-meter relay? Yes or no? Yes is minus 250. No is plus 170. How do we feel about that one? That's, that's like, shocking. And, and I haven't studied up on my men's uh four by 100 meter relay um around the world of who's at what but to see the u.s is a minus 250 favorite uh is surprising to me i'm reading here that they haven't they haven't won gold in this event since 2000 so it's not like they they dominate this event year after year there's a lot of other uh, countries with uh, some good sprinters um so it's a 
it's a tough it's a tough entry to get in there i probably as much as i would i'm probably staying away i'm staying away from this uh, if i were to okay. bet it I, I might go no plus 170 is pretty appetizing to get the entire field in the four by 100 i am staying far away from this bet because what was it was it 2012 where it was just an absolute shit show with the men's four four by 100 meters i think that they they lost their bibs something happened where they lost their bibs so everybody's on the starting line with printed bibs you know you know the different countries and they're out there with bibs written with markers and and then i think they dropped the baton so i think historically this team has been very disorganized um and while we do have by far the best 100 meter sprinters in the world um you know they just historically this team has been disorganized and i for that reason i'm going to stay away from this bet because you know what as we go through these bets i'm laying some massive odds on some of these bets that we have coming up i just don't feel comfortable laying it on this on the four uh, the four by 100 team steve you bring up a good point so when you have the best sprinters in the world you got to think these guys like like Trayvon, they're more concerned with their own individual 100-meter race, trying to get that gold medal. Um, whereas some of the other teams, if you don't have a guy that realistically has a shot in that top two, top three, maybe there's a little bit more time at practice spent on those relay handoffs and so forth, while the U.S. guys are kind of still out. Like The big event they're really getting hype for is the individual 100 rather than the team relay. Absolutely. Gentlemen, that's where I got to disagree with you. As I mentioned before, we have three of the top five favorites to win the 100 meter. You can take your time on these handoffs. Just get them done. As long as we make these handoffs, we're the fastest team in the world. I'm taking that bet. I'm going yes. I know it's minus 250, but I like it. I'm taking it. Here's another one. Might be a little bit too much to take. But I'm telling you right now, we talked about Mondo Duplantis as being a guarantee. If there is one person I might feel like is the biggest guarantee, especially because you talk about things like dropping the baton, Steve, you talk about false starts. We're talking the shot put here. Okay. You're getting multiple attempts. It would be tragic for Kraut. <clears throat> it would be tragic for Ryan Krauser to step over the line, fall to like, whatever, six times in a row. It's just not going to happen. This guy's going to get the shot put out there. He's the best in the world. No questions asked. At minus 400, even with those odds that juicy, I'm taking it. I like Ryan Krauser at minus 400. So, uh, yeah, Mike, you nailed it. There is so much that has to go wrong for Ryan Krauser not to win gold at, at this Olympics. He is about as sure of a sure thing can get. Um, so at minus 400, I'm going to tell you, empty out your bank accounts, put your 401k on this, mortgage the house, put your kids' college tuition, put 400 bucks on that, on that minus 400, walk away with an extra $100 in your pocket. Ryan Krauser to win gold at minus 400 is a guaranteed lock. This is the bet you got to be making at the Olympics. If these odds are still out there, this stays under minus 500. Crush this. Hammer this. Ryan Krauser is winning gold at the Olympics. No doubt about it. 
Yeah, I hate to agree with everyone here, but minus 400, that's just about, you know, as bad odds as you're willing to to take and put some big money on. But the guy is so dominant. I, like, follow him a little bit during the trials because I had a little money on him and a little pool I was in. Uh, and the guy is just an absolute beast. He just set the world record during the trials. Minus 400 is a, a steep price, but I agree with Steve. It's worth it. Put four times your unit on it, and then you get your, your unit back on it, and it's it's like that savings account I talked about earlier. Duplantis is charging you 650 I don't see how Krauser should be any you know less of a favorite than Duplantis. And, and Trent, if you're gonna if you're gonna compare the two, um, they're both they're both locks, but to my original point, more has to go wrong for Krauser not to win gold than Duplantis. Now, Duplantis as, is as dominant as any athlete has ever been at their craft, but there's a lot that can go wrong in the pole vault. There's so much that can go wrong in the pole vault. There's significantly less than go wrong in the shot put. That's why I'm saying Ryan Krauser is the way to go. All right, here's one I don't totally – understand can, so can i just the, cut you guys off real quick please. here sorry mike i'm getting really excited for all these events i don't really care about like the discus the shop but it's amazing we're putting That's a little bit of money imagine. and having some gambling lines here can do but trent, trent we but we i we probably more educated this on 99.9 percent of the people that oh, are no. going to be gambling. like we yeah. are going to take down the house for the first time in our lives we are taking down the house i am so jacked up and this is, this is where you can get good lines is when you have a, a betting public that has no idea what's going on. I mean, that's when you can kind of pick and choose and get the better lines. Look at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at me. This is our promo for this episode. Mike, you recording this? I'm, this is a, I'm looking at the camera right now. This is now is our time. Now it's the track nerds time. We've been getting crushed in football, basketball. <laughs> let me start let me start this is our promo this is our promo now is our time this is our time we've been getting crushed in football basketball i keep saying baseball i keep saying baseball one more time one more time okay now is our time we've been getting crushed in football basketball baseball hockey all the major sports we've been getting crushed but we've been studying this in and out for two and a half years, we're taking down Vegas. We're taking down the house. Now's our time to win gambling. Let's go. Woo! All right, that's the promo. Keep that in the episode, though. I was going to say, for the promo, you, we'll cut that up. But I'm leaving all basketballs in the in the podcast. It's staying in the podcast. Um, so, I don't, you, you, you really, oh, yeah. So, first of all, yes, these are all the events that that we've only skimmed the surface of. Imagine once the lines start coming for the events that we actually truly know. I mean, that's where we make our money. Um, but so here's, here's again, one that I, I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know if I truly understand this one. So it's Sydney McLaughlin to win gold. And she's at minus 335 no is plus 220 so i get it i know she just broke the world's record and i know she should obviously be the favorite right she's the best in the world she should be the favorite but it's not like muhammad i just don't minus 330 seems really steep when she barely just took down muhammad she just took the world record from her those two have been going back and forth for years now I get it. Sydney is the favorite, but to me, minus 335 seems like 
I don't know, a trap line or something. I, I, I don't, I don't feel great about it. So I might be leaning towards, I don't want to root against this. These, this is where it gets weird. Cause I don't want to root against Sydney. I want her to win it all. I think she's the best in the world, but I think we got girls on team USA right behind her that you can hit no at plus 200 and still have USA taking home gold. So Mike, I am going to bet on this race and I am going to bet on Sydney. And I feel very confident that she is going to win. She's far away the favorite. I mean, if you just look at that race and you look at, I mean, she, when she ran the record, we were commenting. It was like, she seems so smooth. She just seems effortless. And that's how you, that's the difference between the truly, you know, once in a lifetime greats versus, you know, everybody else who is very, very good is they just look effortless when they're doing it. And when she's going over the hurdles and she's running to the line, it, it doesn't even look as if she's, she's working all that hard. She's just so smooth. She is by far the best in this event. But when you throw in the hurdles, you got to have flashbacks to Lolo Jones, right? It was that 2008? Far and away, was it 2008 or 2012? I, I can't remember. But just far and away, the, the favorite to win the, win the 100 hurdles, and she has it locked up, and she clips a hurdle, you know, with two hurdles left to go, and all of her Olympic dreams just come crashing down. And that would have been a case where I would have been like, Hammer Lolo Jones at minus 400, minus 500. She is, she's by far the favorite. You know, she's, she's going to win this. And, you know, you know, I was just talking about with Ryan Krauser. There is so much that can go wrong in, in a race that involves the hurdles. And I'm still going to bet this. And I'm still going to bet Sydney McLaughlin to win the gold medals, the gold medal, probably a little less than I'm willing to risk on the, on the, the Ryan Krauser shot put, shot put per gold. I mean, for the reasons you just explained there and though, Steve, I would probably go with no on this. Plus 220 is a decent value. I mean, she's minus 335. That's not that different from Krauser at minus 400. Yet, like you just said, so much can go wrong. Just clipping one hurdle, uh, it, it just makes it uh, too variable. Other athletes got to be in play. The other thing about Sydney McLaughlin, this is, this is me. You know, when you call in, you pay for the subscription service. Like Steve was giving some real like formal advice. Here's my like real serious advice. Be wary of the like super famous athletes, McLaughlin, you know, on the Gatorade bottles and everything. Vegas is going to try and get the odds a little more in their favor for someone like McLaughlin because they know the public wants to bet on her because they've seen her on their Gatorade bottles. So that this is your Notre Dame philosophy. Yes, yes, this is the Notre Dame. <laughs> just, just go against Notre Dame and USC every weekend, and you'll do just fine betting football because the there's an extra three points, you know, baked into the line every time. McLaughlin maybe a more fair line if I had to guess. I don't know, maybe it's closer to minus three ten, so there's a little bit of value taken away from you. Total speculation, but she is, you know, famous. So for that reason and for others, and for you know potentially clipping a hurdle or something like that, and still being able to root for Team USA, just someone else on Team USA as, as having the second best odds in this race. Um, I, I would go no on that. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't think the gap between – I think Sydney is the best in the world, but I just don't think the gap between her, Dalia Muhammad, is minus 335. This is not like if I just had to pick who I think is going to win, I'm going to pick Sydney. If I'm going to pick with my heart, I'm going to pick Sydney. But if I'm going to pick as a gambler and I'm trying to find the best – you know, chance to, to make some money and, and make the right picks. To me, this kind of screams, like you said, try to trap pick. And 
I, I don't know. I, I, I got to go with the odds there. I like to know it plus 220. So, Mike, you got to wait until the fields comes out or the, the individual bets on the other other runners comes out because you're going to get Muhammad probably at like plus 400. Um, and instead of, instead of taking Sydney versus the field, you know what I mean? When that, when those sure. lines come out, you're going to get better odds because I, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I like, I, I, to your point, Mike, I think there's only one other person that can take her down in this race, e- even if she slips up a little bit. So I don't know if, 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 cause when you take the field, that that you're gonna lose a little bit of odds because sure. you're that's you fair. get that's you get you get eight uh, I mean you get seven other runners right so this is one where you wait for the for the individual bets on the other runners to come out um, but I'm sticking with it I'm still I'm sticking with Sydney taking gold I I think that's 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 where the smart money is right now all right I like it okay let's get to our final one and this is our bread and butter we're getting into an actual real distance event and gentlemen we are talking about the marathon there's odds up on the marathon we don't have a whole list there's literally only two athletes so far that have been listed but i'm going to give you the odds for them the first one is Iliud kipchoge do you guys have a guess on where he's sitting at right now for odds minus Minus four hundred, or my, no, no, no. Let me let me adjust. Let me adjust. Minus two fifty. Okay. Trento? I think it was helpful going over with some of these other big favorites beforehand. Uh, I think Steve's in a pretty good ballpark. I like that. You said minus. What'd you say, Steve? Minus two fifty. Okay, I'm gonna go a little bit bigger favorite. I'll go him at minus uh, minus five hundred. Okay, Steve's pretty much right on it. He's sitting at minus two hundred, which. I mean, so you both went worse odds than that. You got to think Kipchoge is kind of coming off of a loss here. Maybe he's losing that momentum, that steam. Listen, the guy's the best in the world, the best to ever do what, it. Is it, is it is, 200. Is it, is it Kipchoge versus the field, or is it Kipchoge versus another runner? Right now it's uh, Kipchoge versus it, – it must be framed as – against the field yeah so it's framed against the field what what's the odds for the field so there's no odds for the field yet there's just two runners that have been posted i'm sure that the rest will come out Mike, but it's basically Mike, if it's kipchoge versus the field i am hammering the field okay. i am absolutely hammering the field because I mean, we've talked about everything we've talked about is like, yes, there, there's clear cut favorites in every, every single one of these events that we've talked about, but it, the amount of things that can go wrong is what's, what's pushing us towards the field or pu- pushing us towards, you know, some of the, some of the underdogs. You want to talk about the amount of things that can go wrong in the course of a marathon and it, it, nothing could go wrong. It could just not be your day. I mean, and if you go, you're only as good as your last race. I am hammering the field and mike you talk you want to talk about your sydney sydney mclaughlin point all, all anybody knows is elliot kipchoge that's all anybody knows they, they've seen that they've seen the you know the the breaking two they've seen the you know that he's under two hours like vegas is trying to push people towards hammering kipchoge and so, and but i i think so i think what's going to happen in this case right once the rest of the things get listed because i agree with what you're saying but i think what will happen is like the top like 10 runners 
or something like that will get odds put on it. And then I think it'll be the field after that. I don't think you're just going to be able to go Kipchoge versus the field. You know what I'm saying? So you'd have to specifically pick if it's one of the top like ten guys. You're gonna have to pick one of them. It just, I mean, we're Mike, so early that it hasn't gotten posted, and I, I don't think you're gonna be able to just pick straight up the field. Mike, do you remember when I picked the London Marathon winner? You know, I I I feel like I've been preparing for this. Sure, yeah, for that's, my whole that's life. Fair. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast or the beginning of this segment, I've been preparing for this my whole life. I am ready to pick. I'm t- Elliot Kipchoge. I think. I, the the thing is, is like, I don't think you can pick, I don't think you can pick any marathoner minus money in the Olympics. I just think, I just think if you're take if you're not taking a marathon marathoner plus money, um, then, uh, you know, greater than plus 200 odds, then it's a bad bet because anything can happen, happen. There's, there, you know, very easily, you know, could be a no name that comes out and wins this. You know, the thing about the marathon, the mar- the Olympic marathon is almost like not to the same degree, but it's kind of like a gold medal in, in, in basketball. It's cool. It's great. It's awesome. But there are, there are events out there that I think any one of these, these runners would rather win than, than Olympic gold. They'd much rather win New York. They'd much rather win Boston. They'd much rather win London. They'd make more money for it. So like, yeah, I mean... I'm sure Kipchoge wants to win, wants to win a gold medal, but I don't think it, you know, it's, it's, it's not the end all be all of his career. Like for some of these other events, this just feels like one of those bets where I'm going to be so mad at myself one way or the other. So if, if I bet on it, cause it's like Kipchoge's the greatest to ever do it. It's not that far from when he was out there breaking two hours and, and what was that? I guess it was back in 2019 at this point. Um, but it's not far since we've seen him at the very top of his game, breaking world records, you know, what a steal. Um, and then he goes out and you're like, like Steve said, it's the marathon. Anything can happen out here. This is not maybe the, the biggest goal in his life. There's so many other runners. It has been a while since we've seen him kind of going up against a bunch of the best athletes. And then if you don't bet on him, you're going to go and, and watch him just run away with it and say, it's Kip Joey. He's the greatest of all time. It just feels, I can see this being one of those uh, ones where I'm just pissed off at myself for whatever I did. Having said that, I would probably bet on him. I, I just don't feel good. Do I, when you're watching that race and it's there up on the starting line, do I want to have money on Kip Joey or against him? I, I just want my money on Kip Joey. I feel better about that. Kipchoge's used to having he's used to having ideal conditions. He's used to having pacers in the perfect formation oh, to cut the wind. He's used to he's used to he's used to lasers, Mike. Mike, he's used to lasers, okay? You know, pointing them in the exact direction. There's gonna be a young, hungry guy just like in London that's gonna come out and win it. He's still gonna run a good time. He's still gonna be in the mix. Don't get me wrong, he's gonna be there. And I don't think his career is over. I think we're going to see him, you know, win another, you know, major marathon, um, you know, be, you know, in the next year or two without a doubt. But I just think from a gambling perspective, there's no way you can pick Kipchoge, especially at minus 250 odds. Minus 200. And, and, and my thought process is the same as Trent, right? When Kipchoge inevitably, because listen, it had, like you said, it hasn't been that long since we had this conversation. Like, can anybody on planet Earth ever beat this guy? Is he the greatest of all time? Like, will he ever lose again? And, you know, we've been a little bit of hiatus. We've been away. 
he lost. I, I mean, it happened. But when he eventually crosses that finish line and breaks the tape, it's like, uh, yeah, no duh. Like, that's, of course, what was going to happen. And I just don't want to be the guy who's sitting there watching the runner that he bet on come across, you know, 14 places later watching Kipchoge break the tape knowing it was like, oh, yeah, like that was pretty obvious. I probably should have known that that was going to happen. So I'm going Kipchoge. He's the best in the world. And like I said, Steve, I don't think you're going to be able to just take the Kipchoge versus the field. So good luck. I know you said, you know, you've had a good history and, and I'm, I'm rooting for you. I hope you're able to pick the right guy, but I just, I don't know if it's not Kipchoge. I don't know how you're going to do that. I don't know how you're going to look at a field of a bunch of young hungry runners, like you said, and just lottery pick the right one. So I'm going with the the short one that I know. Listen, wait till the odds come out. Tune into the episode when the odds okay. come out. I'm going to tell you exactly who to pick. I'm going to tell you exactly who you're going to win money on. I'll t- Mike, tell you what. Take all this money you were going to gamble on Kipchoge, put it directly on Ryan Krauser, and then sprinkle a little bit on the people I tell you to pick to, to take some long shots and win some big money on plus money with, with some little no-names. That, that's, that's what I'm doing here. I'm here for the people. I'm making the people money. All right, so we have one more marathon odds to go through here, and that is the top American marathoner, the Galen Rupp. You guys want to try and guess what his odds are at? I saw it, so I can't guess. No, I I didn't see it. I didn't see it. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say uh, minus five hundred. Whoa, hold on, what? Minus five hundred be the top american no no no. to win to win the whole thing oh to win to win oh then i'll say what <laughs> no i i so so yeah you, you phrase it kind of weird um i'm gonna give i'm gonna give i'm gonna give galen rupp uh i want to say i want to say like plus 175 200 plus 200 somewhere in that range no, you're, you're going to get a lot more juice than that. He's yeah, got plus pull out your 1, wallet, Steve. Yeah. Plus 1,000? Plus 1,000. Oh, 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 everybody, everybody, stop what you're doing. Take all the money you were going to bid on Kipchoge and put it on uh, Galen Rupp right now. Like, that might be, that might be my, my new pick of the – I mean, it can't, be my, it can't be my lock because it's a, it's a long shot, but that might be, like, my new favorite bet in this, in this entire – in this entire segment, I'm all 1000 Mike. I am, I am betting <laughs> Galen Rupp hard on this. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to get rich. Take me to the moon. Forget Bitcoin, forget Dogecoin. I'm going to the moon on Galen Rupp. Let's go. I'm, I'm shocked by how all in on this, this bet Steve is on this odds. I mean, yes. Is it, is it is it like odds as someone that just wants to root for an American out there and he's obviously our best American in the field? Yes, so I'm gonna put a couple bucks on him just to have a rooting interest. But I don't think I actually think he has a realistic chance at at taking them one. I like just just because let's talk about Kipchoge versus Rupp because we were just talking about Kipchoge. Like the chances of Rupp going out there and beating Kipchoge just seems far fetched. At plus one thousand, I'm taking. It. I mean, 
you don't think you don't think he'd be a top like when you're when you're creating your list of when you're power ranking these runners coming in, you don't think Galen Rutt would be in like the top five people that you, you don't you don't think you'd rank him in the top five coming into this into this race? Probably not. I th- I would imagine maybe he's probably in like the top ten there. Um and I think a plus a thousand is is uh, is right about where he belongs. I think that plus thousand is you know, it's saying it's not completely, you know, not going to happen, right? There, there's a chance, there's a real chance that it could happen, but it's pretty low, and, and that just that just feels appropriate to me. Are you yeah. are either of you putting money on this? Uh, I I want to see what else. I, I probably will. Um, I want to see what else comes out because I want to see if there's like a line for like, uh, to metal or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Galen up to metal because if you can get that at like plus like five or 600. I like that a lot better. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, am I going to be sprinkling on a long shot American for sure? And I, I kind of like liken the betting on the marathon a little bit to liking on or, or betting on golf, right? I think the odds are usually pretty similar. You have a couple people who are favorites up top and then, but plus a thousand odds. It's like that. Those are really good odds for, uh, a marathoner for a golfer that, you know, anywhere in like, you know, plus 500 to plus a thousand that those are guys who have really good chances. And it's just like hard to pick out that one guy. You might have the the one stud or two studs up top who got minus odds. And then everybody else, like the real long shots are going to be like plus 3000 plus 3,500 plus 5,000. So I, I kind of feel like that's a, a pretty good spot for Galen. and I, I do think those are a pretty fair odds. Uh, and I, you know, like I said, I might wait to see if we can get something where it's like Galen to metal or something like that. But if not, I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on it. I'll, I'll be watching the way it rides a little bit. Mike, I have two thoughts on what you just said. Um, in, so I'm, I'm trying, I like that comparison. I like the golf comparison in Tiger Woods prime, like pick his prime year. Would you ever bet Tiger Woods minus 250 to win a golf tournament going into that tournament? Minus 200. Minus Um, 200, sorry. Would you ever place um, that bet? Me personally, yeah, but that's because I'm a crazy person. That's insane. (laughs) Listen, even, but I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm sure, I'm sure Tiger, I'm sure Tiger in his prime was listed at minus 200. I don't plenty of times. I don't think it was, yeah. I've seen DJ, I've seen DJ who's, you can't even compare at like plus 150 or like plus 175 or something like that. So I, yeah, I bet Tiger had minus odds on a, on a tournament. So, I mean, this is the Olympic. So like, let's, let's compare it to a major. Do you ever think a golfer has been minus odds going into a major? I don't think, I don't think they ever have. I don't think Tiger Woods ever has. I don't think any golfer. I, 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 I'm sure we can look it up. Trent, why don't you give a take? So I, I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. How would, how I don't know. Tiger was so dominant and people loved betting on Tiger so much. If I had bet not knowing what Mike's stats and research is going to find out right now, minus 200 is probably too steep. It's never been that high, but minus like 110, basically making them even odds and the rest of the field. I bet there was a chance that happened. I would say, yes, I bet he's been minus Tiger in his prime was minus at one point. I bet you the lowest has ever been is plus a hundred. Going into going into a major, I bet you at that at his peak at peak power, I bet you he's probably 
plus 150 to 100, somewhere in that range. I do feel like it's easier to get hot in golf though, than it is to get to like sort jump, you know, six or seven guys or, or whatever, even if he's in the top five, to jump five guys in the marathon. Uh, we've obviously seen it before. Uh, if you, if we're like really going to get into the weeds here, we, we should look at what the conditions are going to be in Tokyo that day. There's no fans on the course I heard. So, so that's going to play into it where it's going to be a little, uh, you know, stripped of some of the high emotions. So that's, I don't know if that's good or bad for Rupp, but if he can get kind of a, a, a rainy day or something like that, that would play to his favor as one of the underdogs. But I, I think jumping all those guys for Rupp is more difficult than it is for a golfer to, to figure out his putting for, for the week. All right. Well then, 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 then you're saying it's a bad comparison, but I, I tend to agree with you. Um, well, so Mike, while you, while you continue to research this, I'm going to throw out the second point that I wanted to make to follow up what you're having to say. What, you know, we're big Ryan Hall fans. We've had him on the podcast, friend of the program. But if we were to pick like our biggest criticism for his career and him as a pro runner, what would it be? Or never won in the big one. Well, yeah, it was that he never won the big one. And more like, I think more specifically, I think our biggest our biggest complaint for him is like he never he never showed up he never had that big race when we when he really needed it right um you know later on in in boston he had the you know when he ran his pr like he kind of needed that one but in the olympics and kind of some of the other majors like he never really showed up when he really needed to show up um or not show up it just it just didn't click on those days as much as we get frustrated with him Galen Rupp is the exact opposite of that. Galen Rupp is a gamer and he shows up on the big, on the big days. I mean, the dude's got, I mean, he has a silver medal when he, when he had no business winning a silver medal in that race. I mean, this guy, Galen Rupp knows how to show up in a big way in the most important races. And that's why I'm saying like at plus a thousand, like he has, he has a legitimate shot to win that race. And at plus a thousand, you got to sprinkle something. I, I I do like that. I, I think that I think that's a good point. I think that might be the best point you've made. So, and listen, at the end of the day, it's like I'm making how, good points all night, Mike. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm making. I'm gonna make people rich. How how often do we end up betting with our heart over our head? And I'm I'm not against that. I I think um I especially in the marathon, especially you know in, in this particular we got the the long odds here. Uh, I like it. Back to the Tiger Woods point. The fact that it's taking me this long to find that if he's ever had minus odds probably tells me he's never had minus odds because thank you finds it anywhere. So I'll I'll lay down my weapon. I I can only put in so many Google searches before I I give up on that one. Anyways, that's all. That's it. That's all we got for the run news. I mean, this is this is electric. I can't. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for more odds. I mean, this is this is what we've wanted to do since day one. This is amazing. I can't believe we're having this conversation right now. I'm, I'm stoked. We're usually late. having to make up odds. We're having to make up odds. It's real legitimate odds. Like this is amazing. I love the way it came out too. Where we're going through some events that would not get the time of day from us if all the Definitely. odds are all out <laughs> at once, right? We're breaking down the the shot put and the the pole vault and some sprinting events. Uh, that's made it a lot of fun. And then next week we'll be able to get hopefully uh, some of the ones that are more in our wheelhouse here. But I'm glad we did, like you said, yeah. Trent, because like 
like I'm all like I'm I'm dead serious. Like I'm all in on this Ryan Krauser bet. And if we hadn't talked it through on the podcast, I probably wouldn't be as confident as I am it right now. So um anyways, um oh before we uh before we wrap up the podcast, we do have to throw out some names. So we we haven't forgot about the sponsored athletes and thank you to those of you that reached out to us you know, sent us the, do you like apples? I just want to kind of throw out some names right now. We got uh, some of the names that are in contention right now. So we got bus Baker from, from Louisville, the university of Louisville. Great name. I mean, just I was about to say, I mean, awesome. he's in there. As soon as you throw a name bus Baker, you know, you're going to be in contention. Yeah. We got, we got Ruby wiles. I mean, she's, she's 100% in, in contention. Uh, the, the, the lone, I would say the, the lone female contender, um, Let's see who else we got here. Um, we got Tyler Blay. Tyler Blay, another another contender for the sponsorship. We got we got Kevin Kirk, another contender. He he you know he tossed us the do you like apples, and then we got uh, Mitchell Martin, of course. So those are kind of the names that were we're whittling down here. So we're, the committee is working on it. The committee is diving into the applications. They're diving into the Instagram presence. They will decide. And we have made the decision that on this podcast, we are going to choose two athletes and we will announce that next week. So good luck to all the finalists where, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for reaching out. We're excited to kind of, kind of, you know, bring some, bring some college runners onto the squad here. Yep. Some solid applications out there, Steve. Uh, you know, we have people sending pictures, videos, uh, you know, 10-page novels. I know it wasn't actually that long, but people really put a lot of effort into the application process. So I'm excited to kind of dive into a little bit more and find out who's uh, the, the, the winners are going to be. This is going to need to be the beginning of this because at one point I want to have like a full team. It's tough to say no to the guys. So everybody, you know, keep, keep liking us, keep giving us five-star reviews. Let's grow a little bit. And then next cross-country season, maybe we can fill out an entire top seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to sell some more singlets to make that happen. That's but... right. There's still singlets available. They're online. So yeah, we... get, on, get on the website. This is like a, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, get on the, get on the website, buy a single. They look great. I mean, they're, they're gonna, they're, we're never making those ones again. So if you do want one, yeah, there are a couple sizes left. So if your size is still there, strike while iron is hot. Uh, we got a bunch of smalls on there. So if you're small, get on there, buy a singlet little bit. I mean, how dumb was I for buying a bunch of smalls and extra smalls? I mean, it's peak too early. It's people past their primes, people that can't, can't fit into smalls anymore. Um, but anyways, that that's beside the point. All right, Mike, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got people on the bell? All right. So I'm a couple episodes late on this one, but I can't remember. I don't think I ever actually ended up plugging it. If you haven't gotten to our YouTube channel yet, checked out the Fasters finale. Make sure you do it. Uh, I think it came out good. It's 15 minutes of your life that you're not going to regret wasting. So get over there, check it out. And uh, yeah, give me give me one of those thumbs up on YouTube. And uh, well done to Mike for putting that together. It came out really, really great. So some nice work on that, Mike. Trent, what do you got people on the Bell app? Shout out to our guy, Chase, who uh, commented on our website, on the blog, peaktoorearly.com. He ripped us apart for our Shakari Richardson and Brianna McNeil takes and how we were standing <laughs> up for them. But that's okay. 
we we totally invite people to come in and, and tell us uh, that you disagree with us uh, and that you think we're a bunch of idiots. Any kind of participation, any kind of uh, interaction on the website or, or through like a review on iTunes, as long as it's a five star, um, but that's encouraged. So, so keep going back to the website. Uh, give us your thoughts on that. Uh, obviously interact with us on, on Instagram and, and Twitter as well, but whatever way we don't care. I mean, we want you to agree with us because we're definitely right. But if you do disagree with us, that shouldn't take you or prevent you from, um, from giving us your thoughts as well. It's our boy Chase Distance. It just says Chase. I, I guess so. I don't know. Where, uh, where, so where do you rip us apart? So I didn't even know you could do this, but apparently uh, the blog functionality that we have on the website, you don't have to comment on a specific blog post. You can just comment on the blog in general. So if you go to our main blog page and you scroll down, um, he, he disagrees with our Richardson and McNeil takes. This is, wow. this is kind of a, a hackier trend because usually people who disagree with us do it on Instagram and Steve spends the next like four days just going in on them and blasting them. Now they have a place where they can vent and disagree with us and you compliment them on the, on the podcast. So that's kind of a, <laughs> oh. a little bit of a hack. I, I just looked in. I just looked and requested DFs. Yeah, there's a guy Chase. I won't say his last name. Chase W. That destroyed us pretty good in the comments. So yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. You have every right to disagree with us. You know, I mean, we, we you know, most of our takes are half baked anyway. So I mean, hey, feel free to rip us apart. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. I. I, yeah, I. Let's see here. I do have a couple things I want to say on the bell lap here. Give me one second. Oh, I just want to give a shout out to my guy Tim Parker. Tim, uh, Tim shoots his DMs all the time. He had some cool stuff to. He gave us some some compliments on last week's episode, and he actually he actually because we didn't we didn't sell two X's in the uh, in 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 some of the shirts that he wanted. And he asked if he could actually make some on his own. So I said, I don't care, do whatever you want. So he sent me some pictures of shirts that he made. So I just thought that was really cool that somebody you know we didn't have something. I'll, I'll, in the future, I'll make sure to have shirts for you. But, but, uh, you know, I just thought that was really cool that, you know, we didn't have a size, so we went out and made his own. So that, you know, shout out to you, Tim. Uh, but other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. <laughs>